Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 542 for the 27th of ER in a regular year. So we all know, or hopefully we all know, the very important rule not to look directly at the sun, right? Many of us wear sunglasses, even when we're just walking down the street and the sun's rays are too strong. And so we all know that looking at directly at the sun can be very, very dangerous. And I think that this is interesting in the sense that Hasidus, as we'll see, tends to use the analogy of the sun a lot in terms of our relationship with God. So what we're going to be learning about today is we're going to be continuing along the lines of what we've been learning so far in the past few episodes, and especially the one yesterday, about the idea of the Shekhinah, about the source of all of the vitality here in this world. And we've already made a parallel to this to the Shekhinah with the sun yesterday, and so you can go back and listen to that if you haven't already, where we talked about how just like the Shekhinah is the origin of all the vitality in the world, the sun is the origin of all the light in the world. And we've talked about how any sunlight that we see is merely just a very small radiance in comparison to the light of the sun itself. Like it's totally incomparable. When we just see like a ray of sunlight, it's like nothing in comparison to the sun itself. And similarly too, any vitality that we experience here is merely just a ray of the true source, the true essence of the vitality, the source of vitality. And so what we'll learn about today is that not only can we not look directly at the sun, which is something we all know, but also something else that if you think about it is that any sunlight ray, any ray of sunlight, if you were to shine it back into the sun itself, it would cease to exist. So the only way that we can actually experience sunlight experience the the light that comes from the sun is when there's vessels when there's things when there's we call them levusham like um, clothing that this sunlight can vest itself in that can contain itself within and so we'll say that see that similarly too when it comes to the shekhinah the shekhinah which we said is the source of all the life in the world we can't experience the shekhinah directly because that would be too much for us it would be too powerful it would be too overwhelming and we'd actually lose our independent existence god forbid so in order to, for the shekhinah to be experienced by us it too needs to be clothed in vessels it needs to be clothed in these these vestments these garments, which, as we'll learn, are none other than the will and wisdom of God, which translates to mean Torah, right? Which and the mitzvahs, which is how we're able to experience godliness here in this world in a grounded way, which allows us to still stay in existence. So let's get into the text and see how the Alter Rebbe breaks all of this down. One side note before we get there is that just I wanted to point out that I think it's interesting also that the 
sun is often used as such an apt analogy for all of this because the sun also is responsible, even though it's not the source of our lives, it really is responsible for so much of our life on earth in terms of plant growth, in terms of our growth, in terms of our life, our temperature, so many things really go back to the sun. So I think it's it's interesting that we have this like this live living metaphor that we can use here in our world that can help us kind of give a sense of God, of our relationship with God. So here we go. So we are in the middle of chapter 52 of Likotei Amarim. And so the altar of, again, he's been talking about the Shekhinah. He's been talking about this. We talked at the, the, the queen yesterday. We talked about the Shekhinah as being like the mother of all the children. We talked about it as being the... Knesset Yisrael, like the, the origin of all the souls of, of the Jewish people. So this Shekhinah, which is the beginning of the re- revelation and the mainstay of the revelation, this is where God, this is like this origin of where God reveals his himself to all of the worlds in a way of revelation. And it's the source of all of the influx of vitality that's found in all of the worlds. And then the altar says in brackets that all of the vitality that we experience, that these different worlds experience, is just like a very small light that draws out of it. Like, just like the ray that radiates out of the, radiates out of the sun. That just like when you have a ray that comes out of the sun, it's just, it's very small, it's very minute compared to the sun itself. Similarly too, is the vitality that we experience here, here in this world is just like a small ray of like the actual vitality, the source of the vitality where it's coming from. And so the world cannot handle to receive this light of the Shekhinah so that it will dwell and vest itself within them without a garment, without a levush, it's called in Hebrew, that hides and conceals its light so that it, they will not become nullified in their source completely, like the way that the light of the sun becomes nullified in its source in the sun. Where like if you were to look, if it were possible to look inside the sun, you wouldn't see that individual ray of sun. You wouldn't see like if we went back into the into the sun itself, it's not like you're going to see like a whole bunch of different rays of sunlight that shine down into the world. All you're going to see is the body of the sun itself. So the altar says, what type of garment could hide this and and enclose this shina so that it won't become nullified in its light? So what is it? So the the garment is the will and wisdom of God. As they are enclosed in Torah and mitzvahs that are revealed to us and to our children. Because we know that the Torah emerges out from Hashem's Chachmah, from Hashem's wisdom. And this Chachmah comes from the supernal world, which is high, 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 way above the Alma Desgalia. Alma Desgalia is the revealed world, which if you remember, if you're taking notes from a few episodes ago, that's another term for the Shekhinah. As we say, which translates to mean he is the wise one, but without a wisdom that is knowable. So let's just take a pause here and, and try to understand that for a second. So basically what the Ultra Rabbi is saying is that we have a problem here because the Shekhinah is too much. It's too overwhelming. It's like the sun. So if we want the Shekhinah to influence the world and send radiance into the world, it needs some kind of garment. It needs some kind of filter. And so what is the garment? What is the filter by which the Shekhinah can come into this world and and uh, and fill up the entire world? This is the garment of Hashem's Torah and mitzvahs through which he enclosed his will and wisdom. And the Altar Rebbe says that the way that this happens and the, the reason why this will and wisdom as manifest through the Torah 
and is able to serve as this proper garment is because it comes from such a high place, is because it comes from actually a much higher place than the Shekhinah itself. So while the Shekhinah comes from this world called Alma Desgalia, or it's also called, it's synonymous with the word, with the world of Alma Desgalia, the revealed world, God's Torah and wisdom comes from a very supernal world, a world that's much, much higher, a place of Chokhmah, which is actually unified with God himself. So, so I'm going to just insert my own thoughts here. This is not what's written in the Tanya itself, but this is just the way that I understand this in terms of going back to that analogy of the soul and the body, which I think is a way to make this a little bit more personal, a little bit more understandable, is again, so we, we think about the brain. So it's interesting, even in psychology, there's this idea of consciousness. So there's, there's this idea of a realization that there's a difference between the brain and the mind. They're not synonymous. There's, they're, they're somewhat different. So I remember learning about this at McGill, like just the whole, there's a whole study in psychology of consciousness. What is consciousness? What makes consciousness? And so just in terms of my understanding here and how I'm relating it to this, how do we get the brain to actually influence the body? How do we get this like really obscure substance, like this like gooey gray matter to actually have an effect on the body? We need something higher than the brain to do that. What is higher than the brain? Higher than the brain is consciousness. Consciousness is not in the brains. Consciousness is something outside and above the brain. And the consciousness is our will and wisdom. Just like God, Lahavdil, so to speak, has his own will and wisdom, we have will and wisdom. And this consciousness is the missing ingredient that allows us to actually come and have our brain and dictate to our brain what it needs to do. And, and it gives our brain something to be vested within in order for it then to affect the body and to be present in the body. And so now let's get back to the text. So the altar over here is really emphasizing the point that the light of the Ein Sof Baruch Hu is vested and unified with this supernal wisdom. And he and his wisdom are one and the same. So now there's an implied question here, which is that if we were saying this whole time that the Shekhinah is so lofty, it's so great, it's so, it's like the sun, you know, and then it's like, everything if we experienced it directly then the sun would then everything would expire within its source and we wouldn't be able to have our own existence so then the obvious question comes up is that okay so now we're saying like okay but then so the shekhinah becomes vested within god's will and wisdom which is the torah but this god's will and wisdom comes from a higher place than the shekhinah so how would that solve the problem how would we not then still be nullified in our source right and so the answer to that is, the altar says, that this God's will, will and wisdom, it descended by way of different levels that, that obscure it from level to level in this whole hishtalshalos of the worlds, like this chain reaction with the descent of the worlds until it became vested in physical things, which are the 613 mitzvahs of the Torah. So this Again, this goes back to, and this is this is where the section ends today. So this goes back to this idea of symptom, and I think symptom is really that such a it's such an obscure like we do, it's so essential in Chassidus and it's something we talk about a lot, but it's so obscure and it's really I don't think it's something that we can truly truly understand and truly grasp. Honestly, it's like we can learn about it, we can talk about it, we can detail it in a certain way, but ultimately it's 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 very at least for me is like. Um, beyond my grasp because it's we're saying basically that there's this there's god who 
is everything and everywhere and there's nothing devoid of him but somehow he did this miraculous thing where he concealed himself and so this miraculous thing this symptom that happens that went and in here we're talking about it in terms of the chain of events by which he took his will and wisdom and he progressively hid it from the world through each level one by one by one that's what made it palatable to us that's what allowed this torah this his will and wisdom to become an apt garment for the shrina so in sum just to kind of bring this all together so again so it's like we are trying to talk about how it is that god's vitality is here in the world and we learned that the vitality god's vitality here in the world it goes through a channel which is known as the shrina the d divine indwelling and that shrina is the beginning of this revelation of god here in the world of god's vitality however the shrina is very bright it's very like intense and in order for us to for this to happen for us to experience this shrina and receive this vitality it needs filters it needs garments that it will pass through and what are the garments the garments are god's will and wisdom which come from a higher source than the shrina itself so thus it's able to assist the Shrina because it does come from a higher place and vested within and is manifest within the Torah and mitzvahs that we know. And then the reason why that this, these Torah and mitzvahs are able to serve as garments for the Shrina and not just have the same issue of like just being too lofty and that we would expire within them is because this will and wisdom as it's enclosed within the Torah and mitzvahs came down or comes down i should say through a chain reaction of concealment and symptom through a whole chain of descent until it comes and becomes manifest in our world so that is it for today i hope that was somewhat comprehensible again i know it is really uh a lot and kind of abstract but we're going to try to learn this together to the best of our abilities and we'll continue along these lines tomorrow and i will speak to you then Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.